Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. Hope you're having a great day. We're in Hebrews chapter 12, coming to the end of it. Finally, I know some of you might be thinking that. And want to read a large portion today. So trying to encourage you guys to be in God's Word, to be listening to it, hearing it, reading it, seeing it, studying it. You should spend some time every day in it, just like exercise. The more you do, the easier it becomes and the better it becomes. So let's just jump right in here. We have a long passage to read today. Hebrews chapter 12, starting here, verse 18. And this is just wrapping up this huge warning about why would you go back to the old covenant? Let's stick with the new covenant. Let's go to let's go to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Right? So here we go, verse 18. For you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I trembled with fear. So now it's just me talking, not the, not the scripture. So that's in reference to when they went to Mount Sinai and Moses got the Ten Commandments. Now he's transitioning. So you, why would you go back to that? That's what he's saying. Now he's transitioning to this is what you need to do. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in in festal gathering and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of righteousness made perfect and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant and to the spirit sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. So remember Cain killed Abel uh, and Abel was the firstborn of Adam and Eve. Verse 25, see that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. So he's comparing, right? Those who did not listen to Moses and what happened to them versus those of us who don't listen to Jesus, right? Woe to us. So, at that, so verse 26, at that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised. Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken, that is, things that have been made, in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for the re- receiving, let us be, therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus let us offer to God acceptable worship, which is reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. End of chapter 12. All right, so really painting a picture. Go back to the old covenant. What are you, crazy? Even the ones that didn't obey back in those days, faith faced the wrath of God, and they just didn't listen to Moses. Now you're not going to listen to God himself, to Jesus what do you think the wrath is going to be towards you? And he's referring to an earthquake. John in Revelation talks about the earthquake. Uh, so there's a, a another reference to it. So this is, he, he seems to have insight to 
the future that John would later write about in his from his dream that God gives him, okay? So but then it wraps up with this idea of worship. So therefore, let us be grateful for, re- for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So, man, don't let your faith be shaken because if you believe in Jesus, there's nothing that can take that from you. Nothing should take that from you. God is not shaken. He's the one doing, he's going to shake, but he cannot be shaken. And those who stand firm on their faith in him will not be shaken. Right? And then let us offer to God acceptable worship. So that's super important. How are you worshiping God? Gentlemen, how are you truly worshiping God? With reverence and awe. Reverence and awe of God. For God is a consuming fire. So fire has been used here a couple of times. It is judgment. He don't. You can't touch it, right? As I said earlier, you can't touch the fire. So it's an all-consuming fire. When God sends down his fire, man, that's a bad thing. So let's stay away from being judged by God in this manner because we're not going to make it. We don't make it if we try to walk by works, if we try to live our life in our own wisdom, if we try to live life in a way that is counter to what God is calling us to live. And then he's getting ready to to talk about some of that in chapter 13, and that's how he wraps up. So I want to encourage you guys. It's at the time of this is Friday morning. I want you to have a great weekend. Be worshiping God, right? And worship Him in reverence and in awe. Be right with God. Grow your faith. Walk by faith. Let's 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 strengthen our marriages by faith. Let's do some things to really focus in on our relationship with God, our relationship with uh, the people closest to us. If you're married to your spouse, to you single guys, really pouring into those who are closest to you, building those relationships in a godly and holy way that is pleasing to God. God bless you guys. Have a great weekend.